Hi everyone, my name is Marie Adaranti and you are listening to the Paranormal Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Jody. Jody, welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. So Jody and I have known each other for a really long time. Uh, we used to work together at the body shop, the retail store. And something cool was that I had put out a plea on my Facebook account just asking anybody with a cool ghost story or a cool paranormal experience to reach out to me, tell me their story. If they want to come on the podcast, they are welcome to. And I got a message from Jody being like, you know that this is what I do, right? Like, <laughs> this, this is my jam. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, first, I like to tell people that um, even though I am into the paranormal and you'll learn a little bit more about me and my background, I actually am a woman of science, first and foremost. I went to Mohawk College for biotechnology. I'm currently there again to become a technologist. So I like to tell people I'm not crazy. My mother did have me tested, literally. <laughs> so um, so I, I just like to tell people that to have some validity to my stories that when I, I do talk about this, I, I approach everything first with a scientific perspective to try to weed out, you know, anything that can actually be explained by just natural, natu natural phenomenon too. Mm -hmm. um, Basically, I, I am a medium, um, and I do I do talk with spirit. It's not as, as strong as some people are. I'm not no Teresa Caputo. <laughs> not yet. No. Um, I saw and spoke with, with spirit when I was very young, which a lot of kids do. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, it was scary as a child. So, yeah. And I grew up um, in a religion that didn't appreciate that kind of thing. So I was told to push it away, block it, whatever. We which, both grew up Catholic. We both so grew I, up Catholic. I, I was gonna call it out, no, but we were both I, grew up Catholic. I will call anybody out on this podcast. I mean, I was, there was a point I was in five choirs. I went to Rome uh, from an invitation to sing for the from the Pope and a choir. Yeah. Like, so yeah. That's crazy. You just told me that, so I'm not like shocked. I knew that. <laughs> But yeah, um, I understand. I'm, I understand. I'm sure a lot of people can relate being spiritual, but also feeling kind of hindered because they've been brought up their whole life that these, the way my, the way my dad puts it, cause he's super Roman Catholic is finding the truth from any source that is not God is finding it out through evil ways. That's yeah. how he sees it. Obviously I don't. A side note here, sidebar nation for a quick second, Jody can attest that the lights in my home are flickering. Yes, they are. As she came into this room and we started recording, everything was fine leading up to the recording. We started recording, which by the way, none of my equipment is plugged into a wall and the lights in my dining room are flickering. And that was one of the things that I mentioned on my last podcast that the psychic told me that my grandfather sometimes does to let me know that he's around so welcome grandpa <laughs> welcome grandpa i feel it he's actually like i can feel him like pull up a chair of so you know what is. we're gonna we're gonna push this chair back he would be at the head of the table yes like why wouldn't he and we're interrupting his crossword um did, I, he do, did he do puzzles i don't know i was six oh. months old when he passed away and oh, i have to okay. ask my my dad or my aunts that question because that would be interesting Okay. Um, go on. Sorry. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, I guess we can talk about like in the beginning. I mean, for those of you in Hamilton, um, are probably familiar with Mohawk Road. 
Yeah. Which I lived off of, mm-hmm. not too far from where Bookholder, Bookholder is. And that's actually where my story begins because that's where I saw a lot of things that couldn't be explained as a child. Okay. Now, in my spirituality, since I have, I have left the Catholic Church and I am a witch, mm-hmm. um... You know, not one of those Hollywood witches where I dress Literally, all in black. Literally, she said, I'm a witch, and the lights flickered <laughs> in the room. Like, I'm, I was, I'm not, I'm going to just be totally honest with you. When you were like, I'm a witch, by the way, and I'm going to bring my crystal skulls, and I'm coming in, like, the Catholicism that has been ingrained in me was like, don't let that woman into your house. She's going to leave someone behind. Like, somebody's going to stay in this house. She's not going to take them back with her. And you're just opening the door to all kinds of trouble. It's like, please, whoever you brought with you, take them back. But, like, I just no. found it. The only, the only person I bring the other is my grandmother, but she usually stays in my room. But, okay. um, just to let you know, she's out there. And my spirit guide, who's a very, very strong, independent woman. If any of you guys grew up in the 90s like I did, if you know Xena, warrior princess, and she hates when I say this, but that's basically the personification of my spirit guide and if you knew me as a person you'd be like yeah I yeah, can see that absolutely you've been through some shit and I am uh, you are a strong woman thank so, you yeah. and as, as you are that's why we're friends <laughs> I'm not but it's fine you are we all are in our different ways you know what crying is a good way to show you strength crying in the storage room of the body shop is no. a great way to show you know you what strength. if anybody's worked retail at the mall <laughs> Like, you don't need That's to explain. So true. Like you don't need to explain. Our other friend, Tash, and I were actually just having that conversation about how people who work retail, after so many years, you should be given a special pin to identify yourself to other retail employees to be like, no, I get what you're dealing with. Right they now. actually usually know because there's been a few times that when I'm at stores, I refold the shirt I just looked at yes. and they'll be like, thank, thank you, you must work retail. Yeah, yeah like I, I did. Do. I yeah. did. I, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Uh, All right. Anyways, back, back the other horrors. <laughs> retail horror right. stories are another one. Yeah. yeah. The lights keep flickering. Um, and some of that's the energies too, because when I do talk about this, my energies kind of like really amplify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to just bring Abaddon closer. That's one of my crystal skulls because she is very grounding as well. Too, okay. Balancing. So, so yeah. So when I was younger, you'd see a lot of spirit. Now, as I was saying, in a lot of spiritualities and in a lot of witch, uh, like there's a lot of different witches, don't get me wrong. So, I mean, it, Anybody who's, like I said, into nature and that there's so many different cultures that have their own shamans, witches, witch doctors and that too. So every culture can be different in what they call their witches. Um, So for what we believe in is that you don't just live one life, you live very many. And your life is like a circle, basically. Mm -hmm. So when you're first born, you're very close to the veil, the, the other side. You live your life, you go through adulthood, and then right before you're about to pass, whenever that may be, the veil again becomes very thin for you as well too. So that once again, you're very close to the other side. So that's why a lot of people, and I can tell you stories, who are about to pass away, um, they almost know that they're about to pass away. They start having dreams. They start seeing past loved ones. Um, So a lot of that can happen as well too. Um, And a lot of, so as kids... A lot of us who have those imaginary friends aren't that imaginary. Yeah. Sometimes they are real entities. Yeah. Um, that 
There goes the lights again. Literally on the word entities and the lights flicker. Like, I, what have I done? Why did I start this? This is, I this is a good this. thing. You know what? This is a really good journey. And because I'm very new, um, like like I had said earlier, I left my religion when I was about 15, but there was a quite a few that was a deli- That wasn't just a flicker. That, that was, was somebody dimmed, like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to describe it. The lights were flickering before, but they lowered very deliberately and went right back up very deliberately just yeah. now go on <laughs> are you sure i'm honestly really questioning whether i should be doing this but it's we're gonna power through it's it. really go good on. to bring this up because there are so many taboos and there's a lot of things that you know especially me being in science and people are like you're in science but you talk to dead people right and there's a lot of correlations between that that I do have theories about. And again, I'm not an expert on quantum physics. I do have a basic understanding. Um, there could be a professional who could tell me I'm all wrong. I don't know. Um, but there's not a lot of people who are open to the subject because it's not talked about. It was so taboo, mostly because of religious or spiritual or cultural reasons. But we're starting to get into a culture of our own that are very open, not just for spirituality, with many different things okay right so i think it's good that we talk about this because it's not something to be scared of Mm -hmm. if you just think of spirits as being your loved ones just without a physical form they're literally vibrating at a different level not science there are Mm -hmm. different vibrations things we can see things we can't see and what the fuck are you serious you don't live in an apartment and the light's going again i don't live what's what's your grandfather's name I'm actually really afraid now. His name was Anselmo. He went by Jack or Smokey as well. What was that? I noise? think that was actually your cat. Okay. <laughs> so we're hearing what sounds like footsteps. It yeah. And I don't know. I really hope that that came across on the recording. That was terrifying. That's it's okay. Okay. It's Sorry. okay. So it. <sighs> it's because we're actually acknowledging spirit, and the spirit, like your grandfather, is here. And there's other people, too, that come and go as well, too. Okay. But I think what we just... Again, there's just another noise. I don't think I got picked up, but I'm pretty sure that was just a cat jumping on the, on the floor. Oh, that's def... Okay. Yeah. That's that a was possibility. The, that was a cat was jumping on the floor. Could have been. Okay. Good so, <laughs> I mean, if I was staring at the... I can't see the it cat right also, now. <laughs> it could just be totally normal noises that are just amplified in my... Because you're scared, and that's what happens. <laughs> And that's a question that a lot of people ask about paranormal, especially with me, is like, why it happens at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, evolutionary speaking, first of all, we don't have a lot of noise and light pollution. Mm-hmm. Spirit can happen anytime. Crack mm-hmm. of the morning, middle of the afternoon. Um, the reason a lot of things happen at night is because you have a lot less light. You have a lot less going on, like electronics and stuff like that. Um, and your, your senses are heightened at nighttime as human beings because back in primitive times, um, you had to have heightened senses at night or you get eaten you get pretty eaten. much yeah. or you get killed or something. Right. So that's the other thing is why a lot of stuff happens and people don't even realize that it's happening. Their brain will associate it with something else. There could literally be a figure standing there, but you might see out of the corner of your eye, like a, a, a wall unit or something. Yeah. So stuff like that does happen. Um, but going back to like the, what I've seen is from spirit. Um, so I was, as a child, I saw a lot of things before I was born in the area that I was. And at the time it was very, this was going back and I'm going to date myself early to mid eighties. And my mother, we had these staircases that went from the main room, family room that went up towards the bedrooms, but there was a landing before you went back up to the Mm -hmm. bedrooms. 
And she was folding laundry at the bottom of the stairs, looks up and sees this maybe four-year-old native girl sitting on the top of the stairs in the middle of the afternoon. And she kind of just looked up, as my mother does, goes, huh, and goes back to folding her laundry. Oh my goodness. She told my dad who came home, my dad who is a police officer, was a police officer for 38 years, and he was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. And she was talking to, we had new neighbors that we lived in two doors over, and she was telling the woman about this story, and she freaked out, the woman. And she described the little girl, and she said, I saw the same thing in my basement while I was doing the laundry. Oh my god. Not even a few months later, they both found out they were pregnant. My mom with me, oh, the woman wow. with her, her son, I believe it was. And um, so that was interesting. Yeah. There was a lot of interesting things that happened in my house. Unfortunately for me, growing up, I lost a lot of relatives. I was born in a family that had a lot of elderly people already. And I was like the youngest cousin of the youngest cousin kind okay, of thing. So it. a lot of people passed away from cancers and whatnot, heart disease. So... Death was always just a part of life, <laughs> sad to say. And also, most of my family were either police officers or in the army, so the death is a common thing. My dad had, was a part of quite a few homicides in, in Hamilton, especially in the 70s and 80s. Wow. So, And it was talked about because, especially for police officers, that you kind of have to have that morbid sense of humor. Um, not necessarily the healthiest way to cope with that kind of thing no, no. but we're talking like the 80s right so psychology wasn't exactly a big thing so that was you know talking about it joking making jokes about it was just the coping mechanism and that but I grew up with homicide stories and whatnot I'm actually currently in forensics right now so mm -hmm. the other irony thing is um so I've seen a lot of the paranormal is that also working retail ironically even at the body shop oh my god tell me everything I would have people coming to me and, you know, you, you give your sales uh, pitch or whatever, like here's your face cream, you need this or whatever, right. right? And they would start breaking down crying or be totally out of it and they're like, I'm sorry, like I just came back from a funeral or I just found out my best friend has cancer and is about to die. Like something like that would happen all the time Like to they me. were drawn to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just starting to be like, and this was before I found out, like, this is after I left the church, but before I found out who I was in a spiritual realm. Right. And I was just like, you know, uh, um, sometimes, and even if my friends who, who, you know, the grandparents passed away, I kind of almost feel bad that I feel cold to it. Not necessarily cold, but like, I'm just so used to it. And it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry for your loss. And you don't want to sound cliche, but they are on the, on the other side. Yeah. They are happier. And they are, people. They are happier on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like a lot of it was my lot in life. Um, so going back to, like, my childhood home, there was, because I had a lot of relatives that passed away. Do you mind if I ask yeah. where on, she said it was around Mohawk? Yes. By intersection. So here's the interesting thing. I lived off of Mohawk, just off to the side of Upper Wentworth. Okay. Okay, where Burkholder um, School and Park was. Okay. Now, because I'm also into the paranormal and I read blogs of people's things, you'll see a lot of people have experiences all along Burkholder near Mohawk or even just up and down Mohawk. Okay. And I even had somebody reach out to me over Facebook over the summer who lived off of Upper Paradise in Mohawk saying, we just moved into this townhouse. Something's freaking out my kids. So I told them what he had to do and stuff like that. It was wow. nothing to be serious about. It was, yeah, just, yeah. it was just a spirit hanging out saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. And a lot of times when the lights flicker, you hear a knock, the door opens or shuts. It's spirit saying, hey, I'm here. Especially okay. when you ask your grandfather. I did not ask him. 
I did not. I would ask him and I would say, no, 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 I, I'm, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And then Instantly. he did He did ask the, the lady that yeah. I saw, would it be okay if I started doing it? And I said, yes, but if I ask you to stop, I need you to stop. Yeah. And he laughed and was like, unless I'm having fun with you. I was like, you jerk. Like, it's <laughs> nothing to be, honestly, to say, you know, thank you, Grandpa, for that. I recognize you. Yeah. And then that's all you need to do. Because it's like they're hanging out with you. Yeah. They want you to know that they're there. Yeah. That's all it really is. It's just like seeing confirmation. Yeah. I can't deal with these lights, man. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like they're not flickering because this whole podcast is just going to be me, be me saying, the lights just flicker, the lights just flicker. So, um, so anyway, and then it's funny that the lights are flickering. I mean, it's just when I say certain words, they really flicker. They like, really <laughs> flicker when you say certain words. Yeah. Um... Now I forgot what I was talking about. Um, you grew up oh, Mohawk. Oh, Mohawk. Yeah. So Mohawk Road, to a lot of people don't realize, was actually called Mohawk Road because it was a road used by the natives. I actually knew that. So where I lived... Um, it's not just a, a hairstyle. No. <laughs> Sorry. It's a very bad hairstyle. It's such a dumb joke. <laughs> In Marie fashion. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Because some people were familiar with Burkholder Cemetery that's there. It's been there for a very long time. And here's a fun story that happened um, because some people ask, like, does your family see dead people or something like that? My dad, he will never admit to it. I used to think it was just being a cop. Um, he has he has a sixth sense because he just knew things. Or even when he was inter not interrogating people, but asking questions. Yeah. My brother, who's now a special constable, there are times where he listens to is what people call gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And even though it sounds outrageous or crazy, he usually ends up being right. And my mom, who saw the native girl sitting on the stairs, was like, cool, and went back to folding laundry. Right. But, and she, when she was younger, had a lot of premonitions and said things. But um, So my brother, my grandmother, actually, her house, who my brother now owns, backs up onto the cemetery. Okay. And they're older homes. And before our house, our neighborhood, which was on the other side near Wentworth, was fully developed... You, there was basically just a giant field. So my mom would have to go from um, the house that backed up onto the cemetery to Mohawk Road, go along Mohawk Road, and go back into the neighborhood because roads weren't made yet to right. get directly just to the house like they are now. So as she's going around to the cemetery, pushing my brother in a stroller, so he's probably three, he points into the cemetery and he goes, you know what? I really miss those guys. Oh my God. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> so as my mom in mom fashion goes into the cemetery of with course. the stroller, yeah. goes over to the tombstone. Why wouldn't you? And my brother said like, oh, I miss those guys. So-and-so and so-and-so. He gives two names. I, I forget the names. So my mom goes over to the tombstones and sure enough, the names that my brother just gave her on those tombstones. Holy shit. So she's never walked so fast in her life. And going forward, she would cross the street at Mohawk Walk past the cemetery until she crossed back again. Like oh after picking God, up my man. brother from my grandmother's yeah. I have a friend, you know her. She used to work at the body shop with us. I'm not gonna say her name only because it has to do with her kid and I don't know how she would feel about her kid yeah. uh, or her name being used, so it's fine. But um, her kid had an imaginary friend named Jonathan and they would ask him like about Jonathan and he would be like, he's not my friend. He's my brother. It's my brother, Jonathan. And so they were like, what the hell is going on? 
And then um, he ended up going to school. He started school this year. And his best friend at school's name is Jonathan. Wow. Yeah. So it's just funny that your Past brother lives. said, like, oh, I really miss those guys. And, like, this kid, knew, he was like, nope, my brother's name is Jonathan. Like, I have, yeah. I'm, they're like, you're, you're an only child at this point. Like, <laughs> like no. My husband's like, yes, and they tell me. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, right? But, no, Jonathan was his brother, and then his best friend ended up being Jonathan. Yeah. They were brothers. Yeah. So they would have been. Because um, a similar experience, my fiancé, and I won't use his name, is yeah. really scared to fly. Okay. Here's the funny thing. He worked for years at the airport. He is obsessed with airplanes. He reads everything about it. We go to the Warplane Heritage Museum. His best friend is a structural engineer or something for aviation. Like, he loves airplanes and classic cars and mm-hmm. something about the 50s he just loves. And he's my age, 33. Um, and a friend of mine, because I have a lot of friends who are mediums and psychics and some who do past lives. So when we were dating... Um, and I had asked my friend who at this point had never met my fiance, never seen a picture of him. Um, and I said to her, I go, how did he die in his past life? Cause here's the other thing. He grew up a lot up North and North Bay. So he was on, he was like me, he was on boats and stuff like that, but he'll never go in the ocean either. Okay. Like cruise, forget it. Yeah. So she looked at me and I would, and she's like, can you at least p- pull up a picture on Facebook so I can see him? So as I grabbed my phone, she said he died in a plane crash. Oh my God. And like she knows nothing, and I threw my phone down. I go, "What?" And she's like, yeah. "He was in the war. He was an American." And and that's the other thing, like guns scare him. But again, he grew up in a military family and stuff like wow, that. But he yeah. won't touch a gun. But he has an attraction to them. Yeah. And he was shot down over an ocean. Wow. Because he will not go on roller coasters. Nothing. Anything that drops, he won't do anything wow. like that. So and I'm just like. I was dying because I didn't tell her about her, the phobia of, yeah, the, of, the, of the airplanes, but he's obsessed with airplanes. Right. The Avro Arrow was just up late last night watching a documentary on an airplane. Oh my god! Like he's obsessed with them, but he will not get on a plane. When he used to work on the airplanes, he used to paint them. He'd be doing work on the interior where the pilots came on. They start the engines up. They said, if you take off, I will jump out of this plane. Oh my god! Like he's like, I will quit my job right now. He, he would have a full out panic attack if oh they started the engines gosh. on the plane. So, and she started going, like, because she was describing the car that he was always working on, and this guy is obsessed with... I am not a jealous woman. Yeah. I've had other boyfriends. Never yeah. been jealous of other women. Yeah. I am jealous of his Mustang. I'm just saying. <laughs> he has a Mustang. I'm jealous of it. He spends all the money and all his free time with his Mustang. Oh, my gosh. She's the other woman in yeah. this relationship. And, and, and she, at the, again, my friend did not know anything about him. And was like, he was obsessed with his car. I see him waxing his car. And that's all he does now is wax his freaking oh car. My God. And she's like, and I see his old wife, Sally. And I'm like, who the hell is Sally? Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you Sally oh, is. Right yeah. And she's like, yeah, like he, he died at about 24, 25. Oh my God. Which is right before when I met him when he was 24, 25 in this life. And he, he lost his grandfather. And all of a sudden he started having anxieties and all these crazy phobias that he never had before. Right. Until he hit that age again. So... I like to get him hypnotized and, and see him, yeah. but let me do it. <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. All right. I am going to tell just a really quick side note again about something that actually happened. I have a story to tell, but I wanted to talk about Something that actually happened to me the other day 
I already told you the story, but just for the podcast. And then I want to hear like this. I want to hear like a creepy scare. Or I know that I've told you I want like a scary or a creepy story yep. from you and you don't have very many, but something that maybe left you uneasy, whatever that story could be. Yep. And then I'll tell, um, because I keep talking about the first time I ever saw a full bodied apparition. I'll tell that story. So first things first, as I previously mentioned about the flickering lights and about the psychic that I had seen, she told me lights on in my house means it's my grandfather saying hello or just joking around with me. So the other day I was in my kitchen. I had, I have two lights in my kitchen. One of them in the middle of the kitchen. One of them is above the sink. So the one in the middle of the kitchen was on. The one above the sink was off. I was cutting up food to make a salad and the light above my kitchen sink turned on. Not only did the light turn on, the light switch had flipped up. So I acknowledged it was my grandfather, went over, turned it off, but still feeling a little uneasy, decided to turn the lights off in the kitchen, go into the living room and watch some television. So from my living room, you can see into my kitchen. Maybe five minutes, my dog stands up, hair all over her body standing up, walks towards the kitchen and starts growling and barking at the empty, dark kitchen. And she's a very calm dog, She's too. a very calm I'll dog. I love that. I'm yeah. a huge the dog only time person she, I know. The only time she barks, as you saw today, yeah. is when people come to the door or there's somebody that just that has come in, like somebody that she's greeting or is saying to me, like, is this, is this person okay? Is, yeah. it, or is it okay for them to be there? So at that point, I grabbed my dog. I put my cat's away because I have two two-week-old kittens that I'm taking care of right now so I put them away in their little bed and I locked my older cat out of the room took my dog got in the car drove to <laughs> my husband's best friend's house picked up my husband and was like you have to come home now because I'm not sitting there by myself anymore so that happened just the other day um then yesterday my cousin came over and we were talking about the podcast and she has a really good ghost story. So I asked her if she would come. We, we wanted to go get McFlurries at McDonald's. So I was like, let's go get these McFlurries. We'll eat them. We'll come back and we'll record the podcast. And you can tell me your ghost story. So she was all for it. Cool. So I made sure I'm, I'm fanatic about the lights now because of this message that this lady gave me about my grandfather. So I know what lights are on, what lights are off. I know these things. So there's a long hallway that you can see into from my living room. And at the end of this long hallway is my bathroom. The bathroom door is open. I note that all of the lights are off except for the living room lamp. I left that on, left, locked the door, left my house, went to get these McFlurries, came back, looked down that hallway and my bathroom light was on. Not only was it on, but the light light switch was also flipped on. There was nobody home. It was just me and my cousin. I had put the animals away again. Like none of them can reach the light switch anyway. But just wanted to give you guys a little bit of the story that had just happened. So anyways, have any words about that? Anything? Did you get any messages from him while I was telling the story. I just keep hearing, like, this is what you asked for, kid. Like I said to you earlier when you first told me. Like, this is what you asked for, kid. Like, he's been gone for a while. He's having some fun. What can I say? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. So. All right. Give me a good story. Tell me something. So this one is a, is a, is a long story, but it's, 
it's good because it keeps on going and it spans over a couple of years. Oh my god, I'm very excited. And so in my childhood home, I, I lived there until I was 19, um, we had some neighbors that moved in later when I was a teenager, I used to babysit for them, they were two doors over. And going back, like, it was confirmed later on that my immediate neighborhood, not just my house, was actually a portal. That's why we see things and hear things. And I'll explain that maybe another podcast. Sure. So Absolutely. anyways, <laughs> we were telling our, uh, our neighbors about these stories and um, the wife was really interested. And of course, our short French-Canadian friend was like, this is all BS and all this other stuff. You two are crazy. Have another drink or something. And right. my mom and I were telling her these stories. You know, ghost stories in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um... So anyways, we, we've moved from that neighborhood, and when they went to go move, uh, they were supposed to buy this house in uh, Flamborough. It was a foreclosure bank thing. Fortunately, it fell through last minute. They literally had sold their home, packed everything up, was supposed to move into this house, and said, hey, we can't. They actually like lived with us for a bit. So last minute, they had to find a house to rent. They got oh two gosh. kids, actually three, because their son was still living with them. And um, virtually, because of unforeseen circumstances, homeless. Yeah. So they ended up finding this house on Wilson Street in Ancaster. Okay. And uh, I was going back to school. I was working full time. I didn't see them very often. I only went to the house one time. The girl I used to babysit, her birthday was coming up. So I picked, I uh, met her at the mall. I bought her something, went to take her home. It was a rainy night. And again, this is before I really learned about my spirituality, who I was. The second... I pulled onto that property. It felt like, you know, when you go down a roller coaster and that yeah. feeling came right over me, chills and all. Oh and I'm like, it's damp out, it's spring, it was March, but it was a warm day. I was like, mm-hmm. it's pretty wet, like whatever. So as soon as you walk into the house, you walk down like a hallway, there's um, a door to the left that opens up to the living room and you go straight into the kitchen. Okay. So her mom is in the kitchen, so I walk by. And the corner of my eye, I saw her her son, who's well over six feet. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Mike, how's it going? Kept walking to the kitchen. So mm-hmm. we were talking for a little bit, and she, I don't want to talk about it. And she said, oh, I'm going to do this. Mike gets home, her son. And I'm like, I saw Mike in the living room. Oh, my God. And she's like, I didn't hear him come in. So she goes to the garage and sees his car's not there, whatever. She comes back, and she's like, no, I, I he's not here. And I'm like, oh. And I knew it wasn't her husband because, A, her husband wasn't home, and B, her husband's shorter than me, and I'm Mm -hmm. 5'6". So Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't think anything about it, whatever. So finally they found a house actually by now, a few months down the road. So we're over having, you know, getting together and stuff like that with my parents. And uh, they started telling me all this crazy stuff that was happening at their house that I didn't know about until months after they moved out. Wow. So... Not only um, did it scare the crap out of their dogs a few times, her, her herself was is a larger woman. She's probably close to six foot. And her son, like I said, is over six foot. Mm-hmm. Both times are there, obviously, separately, having a shower. They were shoved out of the shower. <laughs> obviously, they're separately. They were shoved out of the shower, like, pulling the curtains down. Like, the son had his dog in there, stepped on his dog, like, scared the crap oh out of his gosh. dog, literally. So there was, and they're like, they're heavy people. We're not yeah, talking like under feet. We're talking almost 200 pounds right. just being shoved. Oh my God. She would have so like a candle. Um, she would have like a candle on the back of the, like those big three wick candles on the yeah. back of the thing. She'd come home that's thrown against the opposite wall, broken and shattered. Oh my God. Their youngest daughter, who was about 12, 13 at the time, woke up screaming her head off because there was a young girl in the backyard in a white dress, like a Victorian era dress. Mm-hmm. The husband who's told us we were crazy talking about ghosts 
woke up in the middle of the night suddenly to this form standing over him. And when he went to get up and because you know, he's half asleep thinking yeah. somebody's in his house, yeah. it like ran to the door and disappeared. Oh my gosh. She would go into the basement and there was an actual pentacle in red painted. Now, as a witch, people don't realize pentacles are not evil. Right. They are not devil worshipping. Even the ones that are upside down is actually a very spiritual, ancient symbol that actually Christianity used before the cross came around. Okay. However, having one painted in your basement, because it's a protection symbol, mm -hmm. is also not a great, uh, great. Thing, thing to see. see. When it's not, it was one of those old houses that didn't have like a cement, it was a dirt basement. Oh, wow. Where they found a fake wall behind that pentacle and they open up the wall, there's a couple of shovels and two mounds of dirt. Oh my god. She couldn't, she would have to wait till like one of her daughters came home because when she was in the basement trying to do laundry, she'd hear whispering thinking somebody was upstairs. And then it would switch to her other ear. So she'd constantly go up and down the stairs trying to see. Oh my gosh. So I didn't know any of this and she's telling me all this and then it hits me that I saw who I thought that her son. Her, yeah. So I was like, that's freaky. Mm -hmm. Fast forward two years later, I start working at a store. Before I started working at the body shop when I was at the toy store. Oh my god. And we're sharing ghost stories. And I was sharing one with this, this young woman that I was working with. And she was describing what goes on in her house. And she described this man like she'd be sitting on a couch. And she has like a couch where you can go behind it. Yeah. And it'd be like nails and fingers digging into her shoulders. Her cats would freak out. It was like an evil entity. And it was a tall man that she would see oh all the time. Oh my gosh. So we were talking about this. She was, so one day I, um, I got her pay stubs and I see the address. She lives on the property on Wilson Street. Oh my gosh. There were three houses that used to all be owned by one, but the property all together right, was, right. was one property with these three houses. Right. She lived next door to where my friends were renting from and oh, saw the same entity I did. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. The name, if anybody's looking at it, I know it's on Wilson Street. I don't remember the exact address. And when I hear things now, I get the name Baxter. So if anybody's a history buff, this is somebody who died like a while ago. Like this was one of those. Ancaster's a very energy. Old. Yeah, it's old, old energy. And there's some, I, to my knowledge, I think the house has actually has been destroyed since. Wow. But the property, it's still there. It's still That's there. what people don't realize is that it's the property that right. holds the energies, not necessarily the house per right. se. You can oh, have a brand new house, because when I lived off of uh, Mohawk, it was a brand new house at the time. Yeah. But it was the energy of the property. Wow. Yeah. Anything ever happen on Brigade? Other than what happens, like, with my people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. my family and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And now? Um, there's a really dark story I could tell you. Um... That kind of Do has had to hear it. It's kind of sad, because it's happened to me. Um... I have anxiety you and depression. don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But you know you what? Want to, part, you part of the paranormal and speaking out is also mental health. I have okay. anxiety and depression. And there was a time in my life where I, I didn't want to live. And I was out and I drank and I took prescription drugs I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And passed out on my bedroom floor. And I was sick violently sick mm -hmm. and the way I was positioned originally I should have basically suffocated on my vomit okay somehow I barely remember it was like somebody grabbed my head and twisted it so that you know I wouldn't choke on my own sick right 
And I was told by a spirit or a psychic too that my grandmother's definitely in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have crystals on a shelf and in the middle of the night I can hear the crystals moving closer. Move, like, and like actually when I get up, there's like They're an amethyst yeah, yeah. that was like moved to the, to the front of the shelf and pushed the other crystals away. Mm-hmm. I have hanging beads. Um, there's quite a few times, especially when I, when I wasn't feeling so great and in my room and, you know, emotional, I would hear the beads move thinking it's my dog and turn right. on the light. Like, where are you? No dog. Not there. Um, right before we found out about my nephew, uh, right before he was born, my iPod would skip to different songs. Oh. It would stop and it was like no pattern to it. Mm-hmm. And then when I took the iPod out of my room and used it at work or whatever, it was fine. Wow. Um, my grandmother, when I was younger, I'd lay down and she would like brush, like just, you know, when I was a kid, she would just cuddle me and like push the hair off my face. I'll wake up in the middle of the night feeling that too. Oh, wow. Um, and the one time when I was just getting into this and still freaked out about it because my grandfather's also, we have all this war memorials or medals in, he was in World War II in our office. I was feeling a bad day and I was just like, I need to know you guys are here. So I started taking selfies with a digital camera mm-hmm. I'm in my basement I have low lighting um I don't smoke nobody smokes in the house and all you could see was this dark mist all around me surrounding oh, wow. me to the point where you couldn't even see my face unfortunately wow. it freaked me out and I deleted those pictures oh my gosh yeah um and I was just like okay I'm done and my dog who I had for many many years I had a standard poodle and she would especially when she got older she didn't really bark she would walk up and down the hallway wanting to go out and we have this, I live in the basement and it's a hallway like from the main part of the house goes into the bedrooms and she would walk up there and it's right above the stairs. And there's been a few nights after we had to put her down, um, she was very, very old, that I could hear her walking. And this was before we got dogs again. And the other dogs I have are tiny, they don't make a noise. So I, I ca- to the point where I would wake up, get out of my bed, go up the stairs a bit and be like, cause we have a bungalow and I'm just like, what are you doing? Who's walking around at night? And yeah. like my dad, even if my dad got up, it was heavy footsteps. This was like nails. Yeah. You could yeah. hear. You, you know the sound of a dog. And then I was like, oh, I figured out who it was. Yeah. And I was like, Summer, it's okay. Because oh. even my other dogs, if I was upstairs laying in one of spare beds um, at night, they will freak out in the hallway because I have the door was open all the time. Mm-hmm. They will freak out anytime I'm up there. They're fine with my dad on a nightly basis. Yeah. But if I'm up there, because my, my old dog is very protective of me, yeah. they will freak out and bark, bark into that hallway, oh my into that goodness. same hallway. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So I will tell you about the first time I saw a full-bodied apparition. So when I was younger, my parents moved into the house that they now live in. Yeah. This house was built by the previous owner of that house. He was really old. He was sick. They couldn't take it. It's a huge house. It's a gorgeous house. You've, oh, okay. I was yeah, like, you've been there, I've been right? there. Like, it's huge. It's a huge house. There's like 26 rooms. Like, it's just, it's massive. And so, and the property's massive. So they couldn't take care of it anymore. They were too old. Their kids had moved out. So he was sick. They had to get rid of it. So we bought it. When we moved in, things were fine, and I can only imagine that what had ended up happening to the old owner was that he must have passed away. He was sick. Um, And then things started happening. So I would hear um, in the middle of the night, I, I was a bookworm, so when I was a kid, my mom can attest to it that she would get super mad because she would wake up in the middle of the night and come in and check on me, and it would be like 2 a.m., and I'm, what, like, 
eight years old and I'd be in my bed with all the lights on reading. So I would stay up reading well into the morning hours. Mm -hmm. So one night that was, or a few nights that would happen and I would hear the drawers in the kitchen opening and closing with the forks and knives rattling around. So that was weird. I would tell my mom and dad, they were just like, you're just obviously tired at night and you're imagining these things. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, and then oh, another night, I don't know what happened first. So an, I just, another night I was in bed reading. I heard all the pots and pans fall in my kitchen. So I ran into my mom's room and I was like, someone's downstairs. There's somebody in, in the kitchen, all the pots and pans just clattered. So her and I went downstairs together. There was nothing amiss. Everything was fine. Years later, which I just actually years later, the other day, I was talking about this story and my sister told me there's this one room upstairs that we have. It's the smallest bedroom. So it's the spare bedroom. But so my, my older brother and my younger brother used to share a room. And then my sister and I used to share a room. And then there was the spare bedroom. But as we got older, my younger brother moved into the spare bedroom. He then got a room in the basement. Like we built him a bedroom in the basement and my sister moved into that spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. Well, my sister and brother had been talking about that room and both of them realized that in the middle of the night, they would hear pots and pans clatter and it sounded like they were in that bedroom. Like the pots and pans were clattering in that bedroom, but neither, neither of them told anybody until they talked about it. Like, oh, yeah. I told my story and they were like, what? Like my sister said, I heard pots and pans clattering in that bedroom and I talked to Daniel about it and Daniel heard them too, like when he used to stay in that bedroom. Um, so when we were really young and we had, it must have been within the first few years of us living there because when we were really young, my sister and I used to share a double bed. I guess my parents thought we should keep the double bed because when you get older, we'll get you separate beds, but then we can move this into a spare room for guests or what, whatever. So my sister and I were forced to share a double bed until we were like probably nine or 10 maybe. Anyways, whatever. I was in bed. I, when my sister would get scared in the middle of the night, if she would wake up and she was scared, she would go into my parents' room as a kid does. Mm -hmm. So I felt her get out of bed. And I looked up and kind of propped myself up and looked at the door and I saw her standing at the end of my bed or what I thought was her standing at the end of my bed. And I called out her name and whoever it was, as soon as I said my sister's name, just faded away. Like didn't just like disappear, like just faded. And it was just a, sh the lights, it was just a shadow like it was just a shot, like it just looked like the outline of a person or like in the dark when you see, when the, all the lights are off and you see somebody walking yeah. around in the dark, that's what it looked like. It faded away. I was frozen in fear, terrified because I'm a kid and I just saw a fucking ghost. So I'm sitting, <laughs> I remember sitting, staring at the spot where it was for a good like five minutes before I mustered up the strength to get up out of my bed. I got out of the bed. I went to my parents' room. My sister was sound asleep, sleeping in their bed. She had been there for a while. So whoever was there beside me, somebody was sleeping in the bed next to me. Somebody got up and woke me up and then they faded away. And that was the first time. And I think the only time I've ever seen a, that is the only time I've ever seen a full body apparition. And that's that.
mm-hmm. of this morning. Crazy. I know. I think we're done. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Any closing statements, Jody? No. Uh, I mean, if you want to do another podcast, I have so many things to talk about. Oh, my God. I'll have you back all the okay. time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I love, love, love. I do love. readings, too. So there's, uh, obviously, we'll not give any names, but there's there's times where I freaked myself out when I started learning this. So I know a lot of people are interested in this, and because I'm still going through the journey in its infancy, too. You can talk about that as well, too. Well, and if you want, like, I don't know, I'm obviously not going to give people your phone number, but, like, if you want to give them an email address where they can reach you, or if you still want to, like, practice before you start having people come to you. Um, right now, uh, until the new year, I'm just very busy because I am back in school. Right. I have two part-time jobs and a part-time business, so. Yeah. Uh, and which planning is, a wedding. And planning a wedding, so. <laughs> Um, right now I, I, I don't do uh, a lot of event. I do like more of events right now. So I will be doing readings at the ghost, what is it called? Uh, the ghost walks Halloween party on the 28th of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there doing readings. And Where is that? It's at the so, Scottish, right? Oh yeah. yeah on yeah. Queen Street. So, um, I also do a lot of events through the White Flame Company as well, too. So, if mm-hmm. they ever do fundraisers um, here in Hamilton, I do that. And I will be in the Bay in November. I think it's the third weekend they do a gala when they do fundraisers for cancer. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm not mistaken, if you go to the cosmetics um, and spend X amount of dollars, you can buy a ticket. The proceeds go to uh, one of the cancer organizations. Um, and then you can actually get a reading either by myself, from myself, or a few of my colleagues as well, too. All so, right, cool. And yeah. that's at Lime Ridge? That'll be at Lime the Ridge. The Bay at Lime Ridge. The Bay at Lime Ridge, yeah. Okay, cool. You can follow me on, on Instagram. Um, it's my magical name, which is Bellator, B-E-L, or sorry, B-E-L-L-A-T-O-R, underscore Nocte, which is N-O-C-T-E. Sounds like a, like a gothic stripper name, but it's Latin. <laughs> Um, so in case you're wondering, Bellator Nocte. So you can follow me on Instagram as well too, and you can contact me through there. Okay, cool. Follow me on Instagram too. I'm the host. It's yes. <laughs> I did the first episode and I was like, fuck, I should have put my Instagram on there with my Twitter. They're the same. It's at Splendora underscore. That's my mom's middle name, and I just thought it was literally fucking hilarious that my name was Splendora. My grandmother's middle name, like legal middle name, is Splendora. But her grandmother's first name was Splendora, so she was like named after yeah her grandma. And I, I just thought, thought it was... just <laughs> to make a name up. I had no. No, idea. I thought it was like the funniest fucking name I've ever That's heard. Awesome. Of. I was like, your parents named you Beatrice Splendora. Your parents didn't love you. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a witchy name. Right? It does. So I. That's my Instagram at Splendora underscore because somebody else already had Splendora I guess <laughs> a lot of Splendoras going around that's it if you guys have any cool creepy ghost stories any psychic stories any cool creepy things you want to talk about not your creepy ex about, not your creepy ex don't want to hear about <laughs> you can email me adorantm at gmail.com or find me on social media or facebook send me a message let me know what's up I have a message from one of my friends that lives in BC, so she can't actually come and be on the podcast, but I'm thinking next week I'll probably read her story. Mm -hmm. It was insane. The things she told me were crazy. She lived on Upper Ottawa, and now I'm wondering if it was like Upper Ottawa and Mohawk after everything you just told me. That's it. Thanks for listening to Paranormal.